Hello, everyone. A new reality. That can sound kind of intimidating sometimes. It could also sound rather exciting at times when we think about new things and change, and it can be rather seem rather grandiose to, to talk about a, a new reality as if, as if we've got it all figured out. The, the reality is we don't have it all figured out. That's part of it being new. We're taking it one day at a time. We're, it's, it's, there's so many things that we're learning along the way. It's a process. Um, there's things we don't know and have to figure out. That's part of being a new reality. And it puts us in a posture of learning and discovery. And maybe a little trial and error, maybe a little mis few mistakes along the way. But you know what? That's okay. I want to put a, a kind of, I'll say, disclaimer on this message today that if you're someone that's maybe new to church or not a believer and you're just exploring things, and I just want to say welcome to this podcast, this broadcast, this live stream. It's great to have you with us this morning. And what we'll do is as I work through this, you'll see that I'm focusing really a lot on the church. Like I'm I really have a message for the church, but I just pray that as you stick around and as you continue to listen, that you'll actually get some insight into the church. You'll get in some insight into God and who he is. So, so stick around. We appreciate that you're here. You know, it's a way to kind of get a, a bit of a picture of the heart of God for, for his church and for his people. As Christians, you know, we really don't always get things right, but there is hope. We're learning and we're just believing for God to, to, as we look forward to the future, for great things ahead. I just want to take a second to pray before we jump in here. Lord, I thank you for your word and I pray, God, that as we, as we explore your word today, God, that you'll speak to our hearts. Lord, I pray for each one that, that's listening, God, that they would be able to uh, leave this time together with a sense of knowing more of you, of knowing more about your church, of just, of just believing that they've met with you, God, in a real and powerful way. So God, just take, uh, take my stumbling, mumbling words and use them um, for your glory and to speak your truth in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, in the context of this message, we've been exploring the concept of a new reality, and that's where I started. And, and especially as it pertains to, to the church, and specifically to Faith City Church, it, it, it begs the question, in our, as our world changes, as everything seems to be new, how do we hold to the things that are most important, our foundational things, in a season and a culture of change? Like how do we, how do, we do that without abandoning our, our foundation? What's our point of reference? What are our roots, so to speak? How do we stay connected to those things? In, in the message last week, Pastor Paul was sharing, and he, he explored this idea of the church being the fullness of Christ on earth, like the church representing Jesus on earth. That hasn't changed. And the expression of that will change. And we talked about that a little bit last week and, and the week before. Who we are, who the church is, what we represent, that hasn't changed. But the expression of that has changed. When we, when we um, 
when we think about what it is to be the church, what it is to be Faith City Church, I mean, faith is still our foundation, city is still our mission, and church is still who we're called to be. That, that hasn't changed. And we talked in that first week a bit about what it is for faith to be our foundation. And if you missed that, either, either of those first two messages in the series, I encourage you, you can, you can check those out online. Um, those are archived there, whether it be on YouTube or on our website. So I encourage you to catch up on those. But what does city is our mission? What does that look like in our new reality? Like what, what, how does that play out? What does, what does it look like for us to go? How do we, how do we engage in our new reality? Well, I want to go back to a scripture that I referenced in that first message um, found in Isaiah chapter 43. And I read a couple verses there, starting at verse 18. I want to keep going there. I want to read a few more beyond that and uh, beyond what I stopped last week. So Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 to 21. And the, and the prophet Isaiah is speaking to, God is speaking through him to the nation of Israel. And he says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. When I think about our new reality, and consider what a new expression of church would look like, uh, I'm drawn to and I go back to scripture as my, I'll say my source of, of reference because, and it seems kind of strange, like you're looking backwards to look forward. Well, it's like, even though, you know, here I am uh, quoting a prophet way back in Israel's history and, and we're in 2020, but the principles here are not limited by time. The truth of, of what the prophet was saying as it applied to the nation of Israel years ago, we can draw forward into our present new reality here in 2020. Because the principles that, that worked for the nation of Israel then or were true then are still true today. And they still describe ways that we can learn from those. So when I think about that in the context of Faith City Church in, in, in the year 2020, how is God calling us to respond in our present reality? So the prophet Isaiah here, he's, he's speaking and he makes this declaration in verses 20 through 21. He says, the wild animals honor me and the jackals and the owls. And this is referring to those, those far from God, those, those people and nations that, that didn't adhere to any of the religious or of the, the laws and so on of the nation of Israel. And he says, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That's, that's where they were in the wilderness. That was, that's this idea of being present to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself. So this is speaking of a holy set apart people that they may proclaim my praise. So that's proclamation. So there's so much there. So we, we, when we think about this new reality and, and how we approach it, I believe there's three things here in this passage that, that I want to speak on that, that, that really capture um, 
you know, some thoughts about what we can look forward to or, what, or how we can look forward. Those three things are this. Be holy, be present, and be messengers. So now let me explain. Be holy. So what's that mean? Be holy. Verse 20 says, my people, my chosen, formed for myself. This is God speaking. So to be holy is to be set apart for God's purposes. It's, it's, to, be, it's to be different. It's to be, and, it, and it's intentional that way. And, and if we jump to the, to the New Testament, Jesus said for us to be salt and light. It was this idea of, of representing God and, and shining light for him. If we think about that, again, we're jumping from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So we see how it carries from the nation of Israel to the church there. And, and Peter, uh, the writer of 1 Peter, says this. He says, but you are a chosen people, speaking to, this, to his audiences, but you're a chosen people a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We're called, we're, we're chosen for, for divine purpose. So, so let's not jump to the idea though with that this is an us and them scenario that's like, oh, we're good, they're bad, oh, we're chosen, you're not. But it's this, this idea of being set apart as it says, to be carriers of hope, to be carriers of God's love, to, to be called to be those people, to, to hold to a higher calling and to, to act a different way and to walk a different way, to live a generous, righteous, loving life and God-centered life. We are His. And in being His, we're called to live in his way and to live according to his, his ways above our own. It's, it's living in his ways above our own. You have purpose. You are called. You matter to this this morning. You are holy. You may not have thought of that before. So as we, as we live in this new reality, let's ask God to show us how to shine his light in this new reality. So that's number one, which leads me to the next thought. So, so number one, be holy. The second thought is be present. So, so to be holy is to be set apart. But to be set apart does not mean to be isolated and separate. Okay? It it's, doesn't mean that. Like in verse 20, it says that the springs of water, the Spirit of God, brings life in the desert, in the wasteland. Right? For us, it's the call to be present in our worlds. It's to be in the world, just not of it. It's to be in our communities, in our campuses, in our workplaces, in our schools, and, and our, on our streets and, and around and, and, and beyond. It's to be really present. And sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes we, you know, we want to pull back. We, we live in a new reality. And the cool thing about that is that we're not bound by geography even anymore. When we think about those people that represent our world, with the internet, social media, and so many other connections, it's like our world is bigger than it's ever been. And that's, that's one of the reasons why we encourage you to, to share these live streams. We encourage you to, you know, to like our Facebook page and so on like that because it creates an opportunity for the message to, to impact your world, your circles of influence, the people that you know. And it's a way to spread the message. It's a way to be in, to be present. 
For us to be present is to find creative ways to engage with our community and those people around us. Have you ever considered that God has you where you are, in your job, in your community, on your street, with your neighbors, with even within your family for a purpose? That you're there to, to represent God? That you're there for divine purpose in the wilderness, in the desert, in that moment? You know, sometimes we may be tempted to ask, God, just get me out of here. Like, beam me up, Scotty. It's like, this is, you know, we, we just want to be, God, take me out of this. And there's times when we do need to, I'll say, maybe withdraw from certain situations. I'm, I'm not saying that. Don't take it too far. But God calls us to be a part of this idea of springs in the wilderness, of water, of hope, of life in the midst of our communities, in the midst of the wasteland. So be holy. So that's to be set apart for God's purposes. Be, be present, to be in our worlds, to be really present. And then the third one I want to mention is be messengers. Be holy, be present, be messengers. Verse 21 says, The people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. In a new reality, we can be those who proclaim the good news that proclaim his praise. I believe there are God-inspired ideas of ways and, and, and different things that we can engage to bridge the gap between our communities and the gospel, to, to bridge that gap between those that are far from God and, and God himself. There's, there's strategies all wrapped up in, in you in the people that, that gather that call themselves Faith City Church. I believe there's, there's strategies and, and divine ideas to make that happen. We have an incredible opportunity to proclaim God's praise, to tell of his wonderful love, to share the transformation that has happened in our own lives, to give testimony to the goodness of God and spread the hope and the love and the message of the gospel to those around us. Last week, Pastor Paul, in his message, he says, we can't manufacture results, but we can create opportunities for people to accept Christ. A huge part of that is proclamation and, and declaring the goodness of God. Jesus, speaking of his own ministry, and I believe speaking into the future of who we're called to be and to continue, said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news of the gospel to the poor, to proclaim freedom to the captive and, and hope and, and healing, all those things. Jesus did miracles, but Jesus also proclaimed the good news. In his book called Strategic Compassion, Barry Slonway, and I hope you're, I hope you're watching today, Barry, but Barry Slonway, he, he was... Uh, he's the past CEO of Compassion Canada, very much involved in humanitarian aid to, to children across the globe. And he wrote this book called Strategic Compassion, and I encourage you to read it. It's a great book. But he breaks down towards the end of, of the book, he breaks down the Christian walk into these, these four, these four uh, points. And it's like, I know it's a little bit simplistic, but it's like, it's so powerful. Sometimes something that's said simply is, is the most powerful. And he says this, 
receive Christ by grace through faith. Live for Christ, which includes compassion for others. Proclaim the gospel, for it is not transmitted by compassionate good deeds. And together, in community, go forward and preach grace and do justice, for the two are inseparable. Isn't that great? It's, it's like it starts with receive Christ by grace through faith. Live for Christ, which includes compassion for others. Proclaim the gospel, for it is not transmitted by compassionate good deeds. And the last one, together in community, go forward and preach grace and do justice, for the two are inseparable. So as we navigate this new reality, as we try to stay, you know, in pace with the change and, and just to honor God in everything we do, as we continue to step forward, let's embody that. Like, let's, let's be holy, let's be present, and let's be messengers of the gospel. Let's be carriers of the good news. And I recognize this isn't new. Like, this, this isn't some new strategy. This has been around for, for centuries but it's new to us because it's in a new context and we need to figure out what it looks like in that new context. I and so John, uh, the writer of first John, you know, there's the gospel of John and then you get towards his first, second and third John towards the end of the new Testament. And in first John chapter two, verses six to 10, it says, whoever claims to live in him, in God must live as Jesus did, which is what Barry was so succinctly describing there. And he says, dear friends, I'm not writing you a new commandment, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. All right, Jesus' message. But then he says, yet I'm writing you a new command. It's, it's truth is seen in him, in Christ, and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light, in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in darkness. I mean, that's when we think about uh, racism and so on like this. It's like the gospel and racism just can't go because anyone who claims to be in the light by hates his brother or sister is still in darkness. It's, it's just so, so evident. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there's nothing in them to make them stumble. So the writer of 1 John is saying, it's not new, but it's new in the light of Jesus. And when, I say, when I'm saying and, and what I'm trying to get across, what's involved in being the church is like, it's not new, but it is new because it's in our new context. And being a Christ follower is, is not new, but the expression of it is new because we live in a new reality. And if we're going to get it right, it must be rooted in love. Love for God and love for people. So I want to close with this scripture found in 1 John a few chapters later, chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. And it says this. And this is 1 John. This is John speaking. But guys, let's, let's hear this as if God is speaking to us right now. Dear friends, let us love one another for love is from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. 
He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. So as we consider what it is to be the church, what it is to be Faith City Church, let's be holy, let's be present, let's be messengers of the good news of the gospel and the hope that is in Jesus Christ. And let's love God and love others because the entire law and the prophets are summed up in these two commandments. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for your word and I pray that it'll bring trans transformation in our lives. God, as we navigate a new reality, as we consider what it is to be salt and light, as we consider how we engage in our in our communities, in our, in, our, in our social groups, in our worlds. God, help us, Lord, to be set apart and holy, but not distant. Help us, God, to seek you with all of our hearts and love you with all of our hearts and love each other and love people. God, we need you. Lord, we thank you that you loved us first. We thank you, God, that you've even shown us how to love. We thank you that that love you lavish upon us, God, that you've also called us to lavish it on each other. So God, help us to love you authentically and deeply. And God, help us to love each other authentically and deeply. God, help us to love the lost and those far from you authentically and deeply and be willing to be holy, to be present to be a messenger and do it with your love. So God, I thank you that you're at work and I thank you, God, for your love. In Jesus' name, amen.